The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You guys, Jen, you like the Beatles? I'm okay with them. I don't dislike them. It's not the I first mean, album I'm going to yeah, if I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I mean, I mean like the Doors are much better. Rolling Stones. Uh, <laughs> body. I don't like the Stones, Stones are better than the Beatles? Yeah. Just, what are we doing here? I mean, come on, Ed. It's bullcrap. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. And that is a scientific fact. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're yelling about. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Are you not joking? Close. Gabe, okay. Okay. Because you're the first there's one, one through the door doesn't mean that, that they're the best. Every other group that came after them, and that is the Beatles. You too. Ringo, Paul, John. Guess, guess who Bono looked up to, Chew? Yeah, Bono's again. not Bono without the Beatles. Overrated. You're overrated. You're with us, Ron. What do you think? It's terrible. She has beautiful eyes, and her hair smells like cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Loud this is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. And just like that, the NFL season is over. Not without controversy, though. Not without controversy. As the Chiefs win the Super Bowl last night over the Eagles, game was tied with just a few minutes left in the Super Bowl. It was a hell of a game. It was a great matchup. It was drama and excitement for most of the game. I would have been fine seeing overtime. And yet, there was no overtime. There was, however, an egregious flag late in the game that I think sealed the deal, handed the victory to the Chiefs. Chew, did you see the egregious call at the end of the game? Well, he didn't see it. Of course he saw I it. did this morning. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> hey, I didn't specify when he saw it. I just meant, did you see it? Uh, yes, that was not a good call, but you guys, I don't know. The, who said that was a Gabe, you were talking to the production muting that someone said it was a hold. That's not a hold. I mean, granted, it, and it's in inside the five-yard whatever bubble. It's but you just, can't hold inside the five-yard bubble. You can mm-hmm. you can jam the guy up. You can be physical. You just can't grab. Look, I am from the camp, and we talked about this years ago with uh, during the Final Four. I think it was Auburn playing someone. Virginia. There was a call at the end of the game. That's just you don't make that call at the end of the, uh, end of the game to determine the outcome, even if it's a questionable well, call. It's, uh, you know, I, I'll, where I will disagree with that statement is if he murders him out there, if it's like obvious yes. he's out there like strangling yes. him on the play, then yet yeah, you go, oh boy. Well, listen, 
But I don't think it was egregious enough. I agree because Bradbury after the game said that it was in fact a hold. And then everybody was parsing the play saying that it wasn't the hold that you saw on the replay where his arm, it looked like grazed, his left arm hadn't grazed the side of the jersey. There was an actual hold with his right hand Mm -hmm. uh, earlier in the play. So people's justification to was, well, he got him once with the right hand. And then you saw the one where he grazed his side with the left hand. And it was almost like now they had no choice, even if they were to ignore the first one, then the second one made it unignorable. I don't even know if that's a word, but a, you understand the point. Was it a late flag? Because I don't think saw, so. It seemed like no one saw it, and then they were looking around, and I saw Mahomes pointing. Yeah, it's Mahomes just, holding. But what do you do? I mean, they're going to complain about the referees, referees that should be a year-round job. If, if that's a year-round, what, what is it going to matter? It's just a bad call. It's just the ref made a mistake, bottom line. Did he make a mistake? If the guy who That's was called a... for the penalty said, hey, <clears throat> look at me, I did it. He said after the game, I did it. It was a hold. Like if if the I don't understand what we're talking about. If the guy arguing... says, I did it, I held him. I want to be very clear on this game. I'm not arguing that it was a hold. I think it was a hold. It's probably a hold every other minute of the game, depending on how ticky-tacky, how close you're calling it. But at 1 minute and 54 seconds, when you know when you know that that call is going to put the Chiefs in a position to win the game on a last-second field goal, that's when I'm like, ah, swallow the whistle. No, just I mean, swallow the whistle. If it's, if it's a hold, it's then it's a, a hold. Then you have to call it. Great, great Super Bowl. So no. you can hold. You can hold in the first quarter. You can hurt, but but oh, so you can't hold the entire game except for the last two minutes. Then it's just no rules. Like no rules exist. Not no rules, but the no. But the, I think the, the, ball I think was the burden over him. There was no way he was catching that ball because right? he was. Yeah. Well, there well, first was no all, way he was catching okay, that ball. But again, like it's not pass interference. Pass interference is okay. Is the ball catchable? The hold happens before the ball is thrown. And that's what the penalty is called on. It's before the ball's even thrown. It has nothing to do with the ball being overthrown, nothing like that. If the guy said he held, he held. That's all there is to it. Like It's that simple to me. Here's the deal. I think the burden should go to the offensive player. It's like tie goes to the runner, right, Gabe? It's not a In this instance... In, the playground. It well, it's my rule. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a playground rule. So children don't argue, the runner, argue about tie. I think at the at the end of a football game, the tie should go to the defender. It should always go to the I, defender. Actually, I'm, I'm not hating this idea. But what, what but does, the argument I would make for what Chewie is saying is that every other rule it feels, at least in the last 10 years, has been in favor of the offense. Mm-hmm. So maybe yes. late in the game like this, Chew, when the guys are playing their tails off, maybe you do defer to the defense in a quote-unquote tie situation. I, I agree. You I, know, it is just that's the way it should be. Um, you still don't know if the offensive player, I mean, he didn't catch the ball in this situation, but, I mean, when it's ticky-tack, and that is the definition of ticky-tack, yes, I think it should go to the defender because everyone's going to be like, oh, of course, here we go. Everyone wants offense, wants offense, and it's just... That, Look, I, I guess that, I was on the, call. I didn't think it was a hold until I saw Bradbury say it was a hold. If somebody comes to you and confesses to doing the critical thing that everybody's complaining about, then how 
Like, if, yep, nope, I was hoping they wouldn't call it. They called it. They should have called because, it. Because, again, because, it's on because the argument here is not whether or not it was a hold. We all watch football. We know. And like I said, if you watch the entire play, not just the one they've spotlighted where his left arm is grazing the side of his body, the right hand does get a handful of jersey, yeah. right? So so nobody here, I, I'm just going to speak for myself, I'm not saying it's not a hold. I'm saying, yeah, it's a hold. But at a minute and 54 seconds left, a tie ball game, they are driving. They need the yeah. first down in order to keep the chains moving. Yes, that's where I think you go. Did it affect the play? No, because he wasn't going to catch that ball. But, and I, but know, again, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. To do with I understand what you're saying. So but you my have point to, if is, you're the official, you don't even that doesn't even factor into the thought process. But my point is, like, and maybe he catches it if he doesn't get help. They have the opportunity to move the chains in the traditional manner. I got to be honest, guys. The moving the chains by penalty late in any close game always gives me hives every single time. Deep pass interference, defensive pass interference, spot of the ball. You want to see me lose my mind in a close game? Do that. And sometimes you know that that offensive player is just trying to draw the defensive pass interference. Mm -hmm. Like that type of stuff, to me, that affects the integrity of the game. We talk about all these rules and replay and all the ways we're trying to get it right so that the right team wins. I don't know that the Chiefs were the better team yesterday. I thought it was a pretty well, evenly matched game. And for it to end like that, it just feels ugly. It feels dirty. It feels like I need to take a shower, which I probably do because y'all know I don't shower as often as I should. (laughs) If you look at the box score, it's clear that the Eagles, I think, play better. I mean, they had the one turnover, but I mean, from a yardage standpoint, um, yeah. yeah, I thought I thought that. I mean, I, again, Gabe, the, if I was the to yardage. My little thing, the, uh, give it to Captain Boxer okay? Yeah, the the yardage the yardage gets masked because Tony had the big punt return that set them up to the five, and they had a touchdown off the turnover. So you have oh, know, basically but... two scores there where you could have had an opportunity to get the yards to pretty much move it and make it even. But but time of possession, which is very important in my calculations, there's a an, an eleven minute difference, which yeah. is. Big, it was very obvious, sizable, very obvious know? that that was part of the Eagles' game plan, and that they wanted their best way to stop Mahomes was to keep him off the field. That was the old Peyton Manning keep him off the field playbook calls from from the Eagles, as they wanted nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. Which again, I have no issue with that type of strategy. No, and that's you do what you the do. way. That's the way you should be playing. We that have game. also talked about in baseball, like that's why I have an issue with them trying to get rid of the shift because it's like some teams are defensive based teams. Not everybody can build their roster with. With boppers and people who can drive the ball out, you need sometimes to play a little defense. And if you if that is your thing, if that's the way you're going to win games, I got no issue with you structuring your team that way. I got no issue with your schematic and your game plan being like that. Uh, it was a good game. Patrick Mahomes did, in fact, win MVP. And, and that puts him in you know pretty impressive company, right? To win two Super Bowls this early in his career, to have two MVPs. It does feel like, and I know we talked about this when Tom Brady retired last week, it does feel like he probably has the best chance of catching Tom Brady if ever there was somebody to catch him because of how quickly he has already collected all of that hardware, Gabe. But that's kind of how this goes, right? Like Brett collected his first Super Bowl pretty early um, and then never went back. Aaron got his first, within three years of starter, Aaron, Wins a Super Bowl, league MVP. He's going to go to a thousand Super Bowls. Doesn't go back. The one thing that Tom Brady did, and it's unreal. I was looking at this over the weekend. Like, so Tom Brady has pretty basically twenty-one years where he was active. You could break it down to thirds of seven, 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 and he's like a Hall of Famer in all seven like instances. The the thing about Tom Brady, like the fact that he won a Super Bowl ten years 
after winning three. Like, there was a 10-year gap between Super Bowl three and four. That doesn't happen. When you have that big of a gap, you ain't going back. That's just the way it works in the NFL. That's the way it's always worked in the NFL. Does Mahomes have a chance? Sure. He ain't getting there. Tom Brady literally ruined the curve for every other quarterback and NFL player yeah, but, that's going to come after him. Nobody's touching seven. He's he's not getting there because Andy Reid's not going to coach as long as Belichick, I don't think. I mean, that Bingo. was the one constant with Brady. He had Belichick all the way through. I mean, Angie, Andy's probably, <laughs> I love how you I don't know, mid-60s. Angie and Andy. But he did say last night when Terry Bradshaw kind of fumbled his way through a question about about uh, which, by the way, when he said waddle over here to Andy Reid on the podium, I was like, whoa, I'm sure they're old pals. I'm sure they're old friends. But to me, in that yeah, moment buddies. where you just won the Super Bowl, maybe you don't make a crack about the way that the coach walks. I don't know. That's just me. Seems like the perfect opportunity waddle to me. Waddle over know. here, he says to Andy Reid as he comes over and talks into the microphone. And he did basically ask him, are you coming back? And Reid said yes. So he put to bed Eddie. And that's how you do it. Aaron Rodgers and that my friend is how you do it speaking of Aaron Rodgers apparently he's going into his uh, darkness retreat today today is starts the four days according to uh, pro football talk NBC sports they said that today is the day that the darkness retreat starts if Tom Brady is number one who is number two right now because you're saying that Patrick Mahomes cannot catch Tom Brady but who could he catch in the in the power rankings, if you will, of greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, and we're going based on probably Super Bowls, MVPs. Yeah, I don't think we need to go down to Pro Bowls and whatnot, given what goes into making the Pro Bowl. Who's next? I mean, he's on his way to Peyton. Peyton had two, four Super Bowls, five MVPs. Um, so uh, he picked up a second MVP as well. So he's on his way to Peyton. Um, I don't know. It, it just becomes so generational. Because, Chewy, like, nobody talks about Troy Aikman or nobody talks about Joe Montana even no. anymore. Like, Montana I won know. four. He went 4 0. But because the 80s at this point were, you know, the first Super Bowl that Montana won was almost 40 years ago at this point. Like, I, can, I can tell you this in Brett's heyday or Super Bowl 31 or 32, that's not called the last holding call of the game that's not even close to being called it's just the game is different you know i mean in in 2078 mahomes will be great will be uh montana yeah remember this guy mahomes i mean chester chester jones has 17 super bowl wins it's just like you said gabe it's generation you can't it's, measure these guys because the rules are so different by the way that's a hell of a prediction that in 2078 the name chester is going to make a comeback yeah, chester, that's a that's a big know, that's a big swing too that's a big chester, prediction the, the only chester that we really know is the cheeto guy so yeah and the chester little dog Markle. from looney tunes or is he the big dog? Spike man. is the big dog. Chester's yeah. the little dog. I'm unfamiliar with that, but I do know the Cheetos guy. You want to play ball? You want to go? You want to go get a snack? Huh, Spike? <laughs> you're my friend. You're my pal. Oh, that, you don't know Chester? That's the hyper. Uh, the hyper little hyper dog. Little, and then uh, Spike goes, Poof. <laughs> nah. Right? Like the very abusive friend, Spike. That being said, that I was like what Chester. the '60s. Chester Cheetah came around in what the '70s. Like it's been a while since we've had like Chester A. Arthur is the only one I believe well, was a president. We have is the only Larue that should count. That's not Chester. I don't think Chester. close. I don't, no. I don't think her first name is Chester. <laughs> I know, but it's Chewie's Chester favorite Merkel? gal. Yeah, that sounds like a person I've you heard of. You never heard Gabe? What Gabe? You're gonna lose your Packer card. For your lack of I didn't, awareness, I didn't hear the name. He said Chester Markle. Oh, Chester Markle. Oh, yeah, he had the Rex specs. Yeah, the the drug guy. Single crossbar. Yes. The what guy? 
Did, isn't that the guy that kicked the game-winning field goal on LSD? Well, I'm Allegedly. A, I'm pre- no, that's, that's a story, though. That's for sure a story. <laughs> so just so you guys are aware, Caesars Sportsbook, of course, has already come out with next year's predictions, next year's odds, I should say, for who will win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are the favorite, obviously, as now the defending champs. They have a plus 550 odds to win, followed by the 49ers sneaking in there. 49ers, we don't even know who's going to be the quarterback. I guess it's Trey Lance. Trey yeah. Lance is going to be the quarterback of the 49ers. So, yes, plus 600. So that's pretty close to where the Chiefs are. Followed by the Bills at 650. The Eagles are next at 800. Are you wondering at all where the Packers are? If you had to guess where the Packers are, how far down are they? Uh, I'll say plus 950. Ooh, that's close. It's plus 3,500. Whoa. <laughs> I- oh. Okay. The, the odds for the Packers are always artificially inflated because so many people bet on the Packers. So I'm surprised that it's all the way down to went plus 3,500. Yeah. All the way? I went all the way the other way. Plus 3,500 for the Packers. Right after the break, let's get into that. How close are these Packers after watching the Chiefs and Eagles duel it out in the Super Bowl? How close are the Packers to actually winning a Super Bowl? That's next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Brian and McGuanago weighing in. Hey, if you find something that sucks for 25 years, you hold on to that. <laughs> yeah, that is a very good point. Because usually the sucking only happens before you get married, and then the sucking <laughs> just stops. We're going to get fired. Yeah. On 94.5 ESPN. Jen Gabe and Chewy on ESPN Milwaukee. We just read you the odds. Caesars Sportsbook has the Chiefs as the favorite to win next year's Super Bowl. One year away, next year at plus 550. And if you were wondering where the Green Bay Packers are, now again, lots of uncertainty surrounding the Green Bay Packers right now as they still don't know for sure who will be under center. But right now it's plus 3500, plus 3500. Which feels like, I don't know, would you call that a long shot, Gabe? Would you call 3,500 a long shot? I'd love to see what the Eagles were heading into this year. That'd be that'd be a good thought. My guess is at this time last year, maybe the Eagles were somewhere around the same spot. And because they were, the Bills were the favorite uh, heading into last season, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or a favorite, maybe not the favorite. I think the Bills were the favorite heading into the year. They had the best, they had the, the shortest Super Bowl odds for the longest time. So yesterday, Chu Jason Wildey put out a tweet that was talking about how what the uh, what the Chiefs have done, and obviously they famously parted ways with their number one Tyreek Hill last year, who ended up with the Dolphins. What they did in order to kind of reset, regroup, restock the cabinet for their pass catchers, and he said. On the Kansas City Chiefs touchdown drives to take the lead in the Super Bowl, they've gotten huge contributions from wide receivers Kadarius Toney, a pre-draft, a pre-trade deadline acquisition, Juju Smith-Schuster signed after trading Tyreek Hill, and Sky Moore, their draft pick. And that's what that's all he put out there. And obviously, I think the point was they went out and did things at that position in order to ensure that they would be back on the big stage or they would at least be a contender this season. The Packers did not. When you hear that, when you see that, and you specifically, I mean, Kadarius Tony had that huge return, right? And I remember, guys, yep. even if it was a brief moment when Kadarius Tony was having his issues with the Giants, we were talking about him potentially being, hey, wouldn't it be nice to get a guy like Kadarius Tony in the Green Bay Packers? Wouldn't it be nice to have a guy like Juju Smith Schuster 
for the Green Bay Packers on the other side of the ball. Wouldn't be nice to have Brown, to have A.J. Brown, right, A.J.? Yeah. I always get him and Green confused. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you. They're, they're both named AJ. They have colors of their last name. Yes, I get so it. You're asking a lot of me, I honestly, to, to keep it straight. So, too, when you see what those teams did and went out and got, particularly the Chiefs, after losing Tyree Kill, does it make you want to, I don't know, ah, Brian Gutekunz? Uh, Yeah, this is the route they have to take. But if you look at three of the four um, teams in the final four, they all made big moves. You know, the, the the San Francisco 49ers midseason, what do they do? They McCaffrey. Get Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the game, or the most diverse. Uh, like you said, the Eagles, A.J. Brown, you know. Um, Kansas City Chiefs do a total pivot, get rid of their number one like Green Bay, but had a plan. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster was a number one at one point in time, right? Yeah. But- now he's kind of a... He's kind of a one A B behind Kelsey. Kelsey's their guy. Well, that and Had Kelsey a monster year. Kelsey's still Kelsey's always been their guy. Like Kelsey's to me the engine that makes that. In terms of their weapons, he's the engine that makes it run. And that's what that's the mistake I think comparing what the Chiefs did to what the Packers did because what the Packers did was more what the Titans did. And trading AJ Brown, you're going wait. What the hell? Why did you do that? The top two teams in the playoffs last year, the number one seeds, the Packers and the Titans, traded away their number one. Both missed the playoffs this year. Chiefs did it. Yes, they had a plan at wide receiver, but when you have a Hall of Fame tight end, it makes that decision yeah, that much makes easier. A little bit easier. Yeah, and and then that's why the Packers are what plus thirty five hundred because they don't have they kind of have one one guy in place, and that's Watson. I mean, Dobbs we like, but he was an incomplete this year. They don't have a tight end we love. Doesn't Watson have a lot to grow, too? Doesn't Watson still have so much to do to grow? Yeah, he does, but, I mean, he's he's shown amazing potential. Well, I would right say now, literally and figuratively. <laughs> I mean, honestly, no, I mean, honestly, I would like to see him throw on some weight. I know we were talking about Devontae Smith last night in the uh, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy group text, and he is obviously a slight guy. You were saying skinniest legs you've ever seen for a uh, NFL. Pro athlete. Like, it's unbelievable, Chew. Like, I think his both of his legs might be, like, as big as your leg combined. Like, if you take one of Chewy's legs and split it in half... That's Devontae Smith's legs. Well, he's a little faster, so. <laughs> going to give it to him. Tie goes to the runner. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah there you discussed. go. Yeah. Uh, that is the reaction that I sent to Jason Wildey last night on Twitter. I said Packers rookies individually, meaning Dobbs and meaning Watson, they outperformed what Sky Moore did this year. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, it wasn't even close. It was like three times and four times what Sky Moore did. So there's a part of me that was like, okay, well, the Packers won that. Even if you went one-to-one, even if you were comparing Watson to Moore or Dobbs to Moore. So you take the both of them, and that's a lot of production that you say, okay, they won that as far as the rookies go. But obviously, Kelsey is the difference maker. Having Kelsey doesn't suck is what I said. The other guys, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Toney, and even I guess you could throw MVS in there, although he was non-existent in the Super Bowl. He certainly controlled Contributed to them getting to the Super Bowl as the season went on. It just seems like it's an area that we know, famously, notoriously, Green Bay ignored. They ignored it. And if you're looking at what teams did to ensure that they were back on the biggest stage, playing in the biggest game, I don't know how you can sit there and go, well, that it had nothing to do with it. Well, that certainly didn't contribute to it. Well, that certainly isn't a part of the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs were there and the Green Bay Packers were not. Does that then 
mm, bolster support? Does that support the Aaron Rodgers argument that you're not giving me any weapons? Um, I don't know. I, I think they just were a little delusional on how many warts Aaron could cover up. And I think now, see, if they make the same mistake moving forward, they're stupid. Because Goody's got to be sitting there going, all right, this guy's 39. He can't – he's not going to get us to uh, the promised land with one or two good players. You still need offensive weapons. So that's the thing. It's all timing. It's This thing does not time up. Because they're not going to be able to do it next year. We're hoping they do it the following year. But there's so much that goes into winning the Super Bowl. You know, players, health, coaching. Right now, we got a bunch of question marks. We don't know. When we start... We don't know. And the chances... Hold on, Gabe. And the chances of Goody making a splash move, like we, we say he needs to do, is just I have no I have no confidence. I have no faith. I started thinking about this last night because with the the whole Mahomes and legacy and what's Rogers' legacy, that whole thing. And Chew, it goes back to it even goes back to Brett, and it goes back to what Ron Wolf said. I should have got Brett more weapons, and you guys had a good complement of weapons. But when you start thinking about some of these greatest of all time quarterbacks to do it, there's typically a Hall of Famer that you pair up with them. Like maybe Devontae ends up being a Hall of Famer if he continues on his current track and has two or three more seasons the way that he's had the last three or four, and maybe he ends up being a Hall of Famer. But like Tom Brady had had Randy Moss, who I know he didn't win a Super Bowl with, but yeah. then had Rob Gronkowski, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just talked about with Travis Kelsey. You want to go back to Joe Montana? He had Jerry Rice, Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, and Marvin Harrison. Like These quarterbacks that we talk about as the greatest of all time, you pair them up with another Hall of Famer, and and you you see what they can accomplish. And yes, I think there's some certain faults that you can point to Rodgers for this as well, but it just goes back to even Brett, where they just did not pair up these guys with the right weapons and get a Hall of Famer next to them. Have those opportunities to have that Hall of Fame player be someone that you could have something special with offensively. And then the one that they potentially did, with Devontae Adams, who, again, I think has a pretty good chance as long as he continues on his current trajectory to someday be in Canton, they decided to trade him away. Couldn't decide to keep him yeah. around. You, you decided to let that guy, that's the guy you let walk away. You're signing uh, Elton Jenkins to contract extensions. You're signing David Bakhtiari to contract extensions. The one guy that you're letting walk away is... The, the, the potential Hall of Famer he had in Devontae yeah. Adams. No, you're right. 800-990-3776. That's our ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. We just told you what the Caesar odds are for the Packers to win the Super Bowl next year. And I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, that is quite a long shot, right? 3,500 plus 3,500 when you've got the Chiefs at plus 550. Dan and Sheboygan is on the line. Dan, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You're saying you don't think the Packers are the closest team, even in their own division. No, I don't think so because I need to, I need Detroit potentially. I mean, can I have something to say about it? And I even think Minnesota could too. Detroit, their defense played better at the end of last year. Goff has some experience, and they're just going to get better and better. They're a young team. Green Bay's got a lot of parts that are aging, and they got a lot of other parts that are super inexperienced. And they don't have a, who does Green Bay have that's in their prime right now? Uh, well, Rashad Gary, I think, was trending that way before he got hurt. 
you know, he was going to be the leader of that defense. But I'm just sitting here wondering, after watching this game, what's a bigger mess? I mean, it's not like you have to just rebuild one side of the ball. This feels like you got to rebuild both, and I can't tell you what's a bigger challenge, defense or the offense. Yeah. Thoughts? I think it depends huh? on the quarterback situation. I know. I think, you know what I mean? I think until we know who's going to be under center, I think that determines, unless you think Rodgers and Love are a push, unless you're at that point now. Where you're all no. in on Jordan Love and you think Rodgers will continue to regress and you think that that's a push somehow. Yeah, I just, I, I don't see them taking any, I mean, I guess they could maybe a first round pick and throw it at the defense against you. It, I don't see them going out and making a trade for some difference maker defensively if they do that, which I'm with you in terms of Goody actually doing something instead of going, hey, we were close. We were in talks. We were in conversations. Um I see that more of an offensive thing. Like defensively, I think they're just going to kind of go, well, we're just going to hope that it somehow magically gets better on its own. Because they're kind of locked into a lot of these guys that they already have on that side. Yeah, but then we got the coach as an anchor too. We don't know where that's going. There's just there's no faith. I I just don't have any faith. I think yesterday's game, all it did is depress me. Because those are two pretty good teams. I mean, defensively, they both struggled a little bit, but that's because they were facing the, the top two MVP, you know, right. candidates in the league. I think that had something no, to do with those defenses struggling. You know, I mean, we saw that last year with I the still, Bills too. Yeah, I'm watching the play. Yeah. Where they're showing the play right now. They've got it spot lit on Get Up this morning, and 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 it's interesting how. And I know we talk about this all the time, but it's interesting how as a as a football game goes on, things build on each other. And that was, I think, part of the reason why you saw Bradbury holding Juju Smith Schuster because the Chiefs kept getting lucky when they would go into motion. Right, they'd go into motion, and then the guy would like take two steps, put his foot in the ground, pivot, and go back the other way. And the Eagles were having a tough time handing off. Right, they were having a tough time figuring out who the guy was, and by the time yeah. they recovered defensively, some of these Chiefs uh, receivers would be wide open. I think that's what Bradbury was trying to keep from happening on that play because you saw Juju Smith-Schuster do the same thing where he went one, two, three, foot in the ground, tried to do the pivot, and that time Bradbury was like, no, 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 no. You're not doing that to us anymore. We bid on it once. We bid on it twice. You put the ball in the end zone. That's not happening on this play. And then, of course, it was the egregious holding call that everybody is talking about this morning. 800-990-3776. Chu says after watching yesterday's game, he's even more depressed about the state of the Green Bay Packers. Do you agree? Did seeing the Chiefs and the Eagles make you feel like, wow, the Packers are really far away? They're not even in the same stratosphere as those two teams who were battling for Lombardi last night. Let us know, 800-990-3776. Coming up, we got to tell you about a new contest we are doing for Valentine's Day here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Stick around for those details, partnering with our friends over at Milwaukee Pretzel Company. But if you are looking to start the weekend right, you should head to Bubbles and Brunch at St. Kate the Arts Hotel every weekend from 9 to 1 in Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar. And let me tell you guys, this brunch is anything but basic. The atmosphere, fantastic. A DJ spinning music to set the mood. The uh, menu, elevated breakfast dishes. And if you add to the fun with the beverages, let me tell you, They've got endless mimosas or mimosa flights. That's right, 9 to 1 in Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar, an elevated brunch, bubbles and brunch. 
Experience a brunch that is anything but basic. It's at Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar. That's inside St. Kate, the Arts Hotel. Reservations are available online, and you're going to want that website. So here it is, stkatearts.com. stkatearts.com for bubbles and brunch reservations at Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Jen, has college football gotten a little sleazy where you can recruit a little? No, I'm saying from the standpoint, it used to be. (laughs) That was good. On 94.5 ESPN. Did watching the Chiefs and Eagles, quote, depress you like it did Mark Chimura? Just makes it seem like the Packers are far, far, far away. Like that place in Shrek, right? Wasn't it like uh, far, yeah, far, 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 far? Yeah, that's the name of the, like, the kingdom they're in, right? <laughs> in a land far, <laughs> far away. Does it make you think that the Packers are far, far away from being a Super Bowl team? Because Chewie said it just depressed him. Let us know, 800-990-3776. We got a new game contest here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewie in honor of Valentine's Day tomorrow. You've heard those poems, roses are red, violets are blue, right? Yep, sugar sure. is sweet. And so are you. You got one, Chew? You got a poem for us? Um, did you say roses are red? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm a schizophrenic, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Roses what are red. What about Bob? Roses are red, <laughs> violets are blue. Uh, when did you leave your Super Bowl party? Oh, quarter two. How's that, Chew? <laughs> Uh, that was pretty close. <laughs> parties are just parties and Super Bowls just do not go hand in hand, but they are quite entertaining. I will give it that. Wait, are you telling me? Would you agree? You're telling me that parties and the Super Bowl do not mix. Is that what you're trying to tell me today? Yes, yes. Because I was there, the game was on four TVs, and I couldn't tell you one thing about the game because it's just too distracting. Well, that's why he had to rewatch it this morning. You told us you rewatched the game this morning yeah. because it. I will agree I mean, with you the, in principle, honestly, because I just want to watch the game and the commercials yes. and the halftime show. Uh, the commercials can. The commercials are the most overhyped thing of the Super Bowl. You it's not even right close. Off, is yeah, that what well, you were I mean, say? yeah, they're, they're terrible. They've been bad for 15 years. Everybody still pretends that they're good. Everybody wants to get excited for them. They've been bad. They've they have sent a clear message, much like the big guy. Like everybody was shocked that the big guy left in the second quarter of the Super Bowl party that he went to last night. Well, it was with 10 minutes left in the second quarter. It wasn't like he was creeping towards the halftime show. Dude made it over 45 minutes. If Chewie makes it in a public setting more than 45 minutes, it is a victory. It is a win. You take that and run. He has made it perfectly clear who he is. And if you're expecting more, that's on you. If you're expecting the Super Bowl halftime or the Super Bowl commercials to be entertaining at this point, that's on you. Roses you are red, violets are blue. If you thought Chewie was staying longer that's on you how's that 100 on you that's on you we are doing a rose red just... contest for jen gabe and chewy chew and that's why i was asking about your departure from the super bowl the contest is this send us your best roses are red whatever the next three lines are about wisconsin sports okay so roses are red violets are blue Devonte left now you can too that's to my guy, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, happy Valentine's Day to my guy, Aaron Rodgers, who apparently is going to his darkness retreat today, today and over the next four days. Here's another one for you. 
Roses are red, violets are blue. The way the Bucks are playing, another title's in view. No, you don't like that yeah, one. I got, I got the other one. The, the first one was better. Enemies. I got another one for by you. The way, by the way, quickly, uh, Aaron Rodgers going today with Valentine's Day being tomorrow, I think that kind of nips any sort of like relationship rumors that have been out there in the bud, right? Really, like really he's point. going into a darkness retreat for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Does he make it? That I, should be the under over. If he doesn't, he, if he doesn't, will we find out? Absolutely, I would not. think he'd come clean. <laughs> I would say two and a half days is probably the line under over. I think he's going to make it because I mean, he doesn't think, want anyone to think that he failed. Correct. I think he's going to make it all the way through. Roses are red, violets are blue. Sorry, Mallory Edens, it's not. It's me, not you. There you go. Something like that. Roses are red, violets are blue. I got you some Culvers and some Oreos too. That to our guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, it doesn't have to be to the athlete. It can be about the athlete. Um, roses are red, violets are blue. Between Wes and Jay Crowder, the Bucks feel like MU. <laughs> A little bit. See, so that, that might be the best one you've got. That one actually made me chuckle. I don't know why, but I kind of liked it. Uh, roses are red, violets are blue. Pitchers and catchers, time to cheer on the crew. Okay, pitchers and catchers reporting very soon. What, next week, next well, Saturday, this weekend, the upcoming weekend. Uh, and it doesn't have to be violets are blue, okay? You can give us a any other one. Roses are red. Violets are great. Don't get rid of Aaron Jones just because he's 28. Okay? Right? That's to the Green Bay Packers. So send us your roses are red poems for Wisconsin sports storylines, <laughs> Wisconsin sports athletes. What is it, Titanic? Uh, I did read Roses are red. I typed in violets are music. great. Can someone on this show... Get Ashy a freaking date. <laughs> <laughs> would be nice. Would, would be nice if somebody put in some damn effort here. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. No, I'm I'm appreciative of it, you. <laughs> Everyone's all talking. Trying. No one actually. This helped. music reminds me of roses are red, violets are blue. If Rose had moved over, Jack could have fit too, huh? You're damn right. Damn right, he could have. <laughs> Rose. Does that make you upset that that Cameron admitted that recently? Of course. That Jack could have yes. survived. Yes. Of course it makes me mad, Gabe. Does anybody know anybody who actually went to see Titanic in the theaters? I did. On, the, re- on the re-release. Like oh, the not recent, the re-release. No. They- 94. 94, 94. Well, I and obviously, I mean, tons of people went then. But I'm saying with the re-release, does anybody know anybody that actually went with the re-release that's out? Did it come out a couple weeks ago? I feel like they just did like for a week they did the re-release. Hmm. I saw when, when they re-released in 2012 in theaters. But I don't know why. Why do you like that movie so much? I don't. Did, I had, do you love it or do you I, hate no, it? no, no, no. I had never seen it, and then some I people still have were not going, seen it, and I decided to go, and then I got I very upset. Either. Yeah, no, I'm just mad at the ending. Like we all know what happens. Ship goes down, yeah, baby. Yeah, ship, ship goes, down. goes down. Iceberg right ahead. Roses are red, violets are blue. After darkness retreat, he'll decide if he's through. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, Chewy, I'm so mad that Chewy just came up with the best one, though, so far. Just off the top of <laughs> yeah, his head. Like, but it's not. So let me ask you a question because we're making the rules here kind of as we go along on the Roses or Red contest that we're doing here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Um, does, like, would that count? It's not about a Wisconsin sports athlete, but it's about the show. We could open it up to show content also. We should I mean, probably figure this out for the yesterwisconsincontest.com rules. A million percent. I've seen Ashton play basketball. He's a Wisconsin sports athlete. Maybe not for a professional or collegiate team, but he's an athlete in the state of Wisconsin. Pretty good yesterday, too. Not going to lie. What? You, you played yesterday? Is that what you're saying? I did. I played yesterday. 
What's your go-to move? What's your, don't fall down. <laughs> okay. Hashtag after. Did you event. score any points? Yeah. Gabe, Gabe, what's his range? Four feet underneath no. the basket. True, true. I've seen his uh, his outside jumper. He could probably knock down a fifteen footer with oxygen consistency. Oh, I, was, I was bringing out the, the cream sky hook yesterday. Yeah. You just give me some space. Put critique on me. I'm I'm balling. I'm telling you, it's the flute here that's making me feel. Oh Titanic, yeah, hundred percent. Right? It's what it is right there. I'm expecting Celine to start belting out notes anytime now. I'm not changing it. So. I don't know. This feels like you know what it also feels like is that that um, meme that you're seeing feels now secure. on TikTok and everything with the boat. The boat slowly drifting away from the horizon and the person puts themselves in it. And it's like me listening to people on the internet tell me that women don't belong in sports or something. You put some type of like quip there. That's what this music also reminds me of. So we are doing a contest here on Jen, Gabe and Chewy. It's our Roses Are Red Wisconsin Sports Contest. And you can send in your submissions two ways. Two ways. We are giving you two ways to send in your submissions. You can send them to the ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line 800-990-3776 or you can send them to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on Twitter. You can go ahead and just drop us a message there as well. We will pick. How many should we pick? One, two, three, three, three. What do you think, Ash? Um, three seems good. Roses are red. That's three words. <laughs> Violets are blue. That's, <laughs> That's also three, three words. words. Just... We will pick the top three submissions given today and tomorrow. We will pick a winner and then we will announce it. And of course, we are partnering with our friends over at Milwaukee Pretzel Company. They are going to give out their heart pretzel, the pretzel heart. You've seen this, right? On their social media ads. It's basically like a pretzel, but it's shaped like a heart. We'll be giving those out to the three big winners. Go ahead, Gabe. I'm um, sorry. I'm lost in thought about like the heart pretzel. Oh, you're like and how good Simpson the, over there? Well, no, and how good like the wreath pretzel was. It was oh, just this. Oh, it was just all oh, so good. It's pretzels. so good. So good. So 800-990-3776. Start getting us your Roses Are Red poems here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Best three submissions today and tomorrow will win a prize package from our friends over at Milwaukee Pretzel Company. Gabe? It doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone could be an issue with any guy. Mentality, that's where they come in. Local health care facilities specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. Look, you may have low testosterone and you may not even realize it. You may just dismiss it the way I did. Oh, okay, I'm a little more tired as the day goes on. I'm just getting a little older or maybe your job changed like mine did. Was doing an afternoon show. Now I've been doing the morning show. Oh, waking up earlier, that's why I'm more tired throughout the course of the day. No, turns out my testosterone levels were low. I went to Mentality, had a blood panel done, and now I am on a customized testosterone treatment just for me. So if you're tired, Groggy. Just don't feel like yourself. Don't have that energy to get through your day. That could be low testosterone. You need to get a hold of mentality, get that blood panel done. And then again, it's a it's not a one size fits all thing. It's a customized treatment plan just for you. Go to lowtusa.com. Mentality allows treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more about mentality and their low testosterone treatments at lowtusa.com. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. How much will Angie let you grow a beard? I would say for three months I have to keep a beard if I lose. Okay, and Angie would allow you to have a beard for three months. She doesn't run my life. Uh, Drop that. Yeah. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. Violets are blue. Talking text line lighting up. Y'all are coming through. 
This is our Roses Are Red context here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Send us your Roses Are Red Wisconsin sports poem for a chance to win a prize package from our friends over at Milwaukee Pretzel Company. So just send us a Roses Are Red Wisconsin sports poem. We'll pick the best three and give you guys a prize package from Milwaukee Pretzel Company. It's also apparently National Cheddar Day. This feels like something that needs to be celebrated grandiously. Grand... Grandiose. Nope, that's not... Grandiosely? Is that the word? I mean, if you're trying to say grandiose... I think I was just trying to say grandly, but even that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Not, I'm not, not pleased with myself. I'm not going to lie about that. It needs to be celebrated largely, bigly. We need to be celebrating bigly. National Cheddar Day <laughs> in Wisconsin. It's huge. <laughs> right? It should be a state holiday, National Cheddar Day. You wear blocks of cheese on your head. This is the only state where that happens. Do we know that's for sure cheddar, though? What is? Oh, you think it's American? Yeah. Well, it's got the holes in it, which I'm not saying it's Swiss. I'm just it brings the into question what type of cheese it actually is. Like if you're putting cheese on your head, is oh, cheddar man. the one this you're is choosing? A really great question by our guy <sighs> Ashley I've... because he's right. Cheddar. I always assumed yeah, it was cheddar. cheddar, but then you got the hole. <sighs> that cheddar just... is not top ten, right? Cheddar cheese. Uh, you're done for this next. Well, I don't want to say that because that can you even name whoa, whoa, whoa. ten types of cheese? Of course he can. Can yeah. you? All right, go. Provolone, right. Munster, yep. Parmesan, okay. Um, American, okay. Uh, provolone, <laughs> no. Uh, dodge, dip, dip, dive, and dodge. Uh, uh, what's the smelly kind? Limburger. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right, that's five. How many am I at? You're at five. Halfway through. Come on, buddy. You got uh, this. Uh, uh Munster. <laughs> Uh, I feel like maybe that was Oh, that's it. enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but who orders cheddar? No one orders cheddar. You I don't go to so Cousins. Literally yeah, so give me people. the cheddar. You, what, you eat the Burger. roast beef and cheddar at Cousins all the time. That's not cheddar. Yeah, it's, is it? it's famously roast beef and cheddar. Joey, I love you, but you're an idiot. <laughs> like, no. For this specific. Well, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Ch- Cheddar's just not a household name. What the <laughs> hell yeah. are you talking about? I'm pretty sure about? it is. I think it's top Twitter. five. I think it's a top five. Like, cheese. I go American it has to be the or Provolone. Cheese, Those are right? my top go-tos. Uh, probably mozzarella. I think mozzarella is probably the okay. most mozzarella because it goes with so many like Italian dishes. Sure. Right? You're making a lasagna, you're putting mozzarella. You're making a ziti, you're putting mozzarella. Why did I go into Italian mode? Because I started saying <laughs> mozzarella. Just started naming off Italian dishes. It's like when my mother is I mean, what's your go to cheese? You were too far gone. I couldn't rope you back in. She's like, I'll have the pasta mozzarella. We came with her, but we don't know her. (laughs) String cheese. What's your go to? It depends on what I'm making. It depends on what I'm making. Yeah, I mean, if you're on having a sandwich, a, if, on a sandwich, well, like, depends on I what love I'm a cheddar on a sandwich. Yeah, cheddar usually on sandwich is the way no. to go. Pepper it, Jack, it Swiss. Oh, love uh, a good Pepper Jack. Ghost I'm not a big good. fan of Swiss. Like, Swiss has to be you gotta get the a specific. Good Swiss. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. You ever had a Swiss where you're oh, like, yeah. did I even eat anything? Wait, it's just like. It's just like a funny texture it's with no just taste. It's there. Yeah. Right? It's just there. Just taking up space. No, I wanted it to actually add something. It, uh, it breaks up to the party. Okay, so you said mozzarella top one cheese. What's your next? I mean, again, I think cheddar's in the top five, too. Yeah. I think it's a taste thing. I mean, there's so many other cheeses with, with better taste. Are there? Right? A sharp cheddar? Ooh. I think. An aged oh, sharp maybe I cheddar? I like cheddar. 
I mean, look, Cheddar is not yeah, my think, number one, but it's top three. Three minutes to get him to come around. How about that? <laughs> I mean, you named off so Munster. Munster's really in, good. Munster's my number one. What is um? What's the fake cheese? Is that cheddar? It's American. Um, is that what you're that talking about? That comes in a block. No. Velveeta. Velveeta. Yes. Oh. It's uh, it's processed. That's not. I mean, it's and it's delicious. Yeah. It's a good. And point. shout out to Velveeta. Velveeta, good for a Super Bowl dip, right? Oh, 100%. Like Velveeta, probably yes. number yeah. one yes. cheese when it comes to you mentioned Super Bowls and parties and how they don't go hand in hand, which again is an absurd <laughs> comment by you two, but it's Wait. just one of many on the show. Dumber thing that Chewy has said this morning. <laughs> Super Bowls and parties don't go hand in hand, or cheddar is not a top 10 cheese. Yeah. I just, when I go to a sub shop, I never get cheddar. I don't even know if they have cheddar. <laughs> again, you famously get cheddar whenever we used to get. Now, again, we've all changed our orders we've, because we've, we've been bullied. We've been bullied by Lance, our buddy, who was like, are y'all going to get roast beef and cheddar every time? They have a whole menu, you know. But we all famously got the roast beef and cheddar. I just, again, I'm willing to listen to your argument if you can come up with four other cheeses that are more popular than cheddar. But so far, we're... Well, we're cheddar... Where cheddar makes its hay, Jen, as you already said, when you melt it, then cheddar's probably king. Other than that, if you're going to eat it solid, nah, I'm out. What do you put on your burger? I'm out. What do you put on a burger? Um, American? What's the yellow stuff? Is that cheddar? <laughs> I guess cheddar. You're an unreliable witness, you know that? <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. What's the well, yellow it's already stuff cut up in, in the mustard. burger. <laughs> I guess it is cheddar. <laughs> Happy National Cheddar Day, everybody. I can't believe we pay this guy cheddar to do this job. <laughs> we roll out on Jen Gibbon Chewy right after this.